Hi, this is Amanda Archer. And Nicole Rochette, and we're representing First Ape Wives Club. The empowering NFT collection built for accessibility through DAPA. We're on the edge of NFT, the podcast that's helping to make all of your futuristic dreams more accessible. Keep listening. Hey there, NFT curious listeners. Stay tuned for today's episode and find out how the Fox founders took a killer resume, deep relationships, and core values that rock and crafted one of the most anticipated drops of the year. And why buying a pickle factory would ever actually be anyone's real dream come true. And how veteran marketer and podcaster Eric Sue is taking his passion for education to the next level through NFTs. All this and more on today's episode. And don't forget, we put together a little soiree called NFTLA just a few months back that brought out thousands of the world's most innovative doers in the NFT space. Head on over to 2023.nftla.live to get on the whitelist for tickets to our bigger, bolder, better, but also just as intimate and impactful event happening in Los Angeles, March 20th to the 23rd, 2023. See you there. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's episode features Amanda Archer, founder of Women of the Metaverse, and Nicole Rochette, head of art partnerships at Dapper Labs. Let's hear a little bit about each of them. Amanda founded Women of the Metaverse, WOTM, in 2021 as a new creative studio, NFT collective, and development incubator to support women founders entering into the Web3 generation. With experts and artists from the worlds of tech, lifestyle, arts, and entertainment, Amanda prioritizes projects that support female representation in film, TV, art, music, and the world of crypto. Her first NFT PFP collection, First Apes Wives Club, FAWC, is launching in September 2022 and includes custom lines of cosmetics, jewelry, events, and merchandise in both the metaverse and real world. As part of her company's commitment to supporting women, Amanda has dedicated 5% of the company treasury to organizations that also support female representation and creators. Amanda also serves as vice president, talent and business development at Hollywood film studio, Fandomoto Films, where she is actively producing several feature films later this year. Not to be outworked by anyone, Amanda also owns a PR firm, Archer Publicity, that has represented some of the biggest Hollywood personalities over the last decade, including Paris Jackson, Catherine Jackson, Prince William, Priscilla Presley, Hugh Jackman, Carmen Electra, Paris Hilton, Nikki Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, and Crystal Hefner, to name a few. Let's hear a bit about Nicole next. Nicole Rochette is the head of art partnerships at Dapper Labs. Her focus is helping the transition of galleries, artists, and creators into the crypto space and building a vibrant ecosystem tailored to them on the Flow blockchain. Prior to Dapper Labs, she spent over a decade working in creative production, helping brands and digital artists elevate their stories through creative work and bringing them to life. She has worked with brands such as Dior, Aston Martin, Stella Artois, Pata, and more on numerous campaigns in both physical 
and digital spaces. Man, it's so great to hear everything that's up with all of you. And it's a lot. So welcome to the show. And we're glad you could fit us in. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's so great to say and amazing to accomplish. So yeah, wow, welcome. Yeah, and shout out to our friends at AE Studio for putting us all together. We met in real life in, in Abbott Kenny and heard about this project. And we we're like, oh my God, this absolutely needs to be discussed on Edge of NFT. So it's so great to have you both here. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Thank well, you so much. Yeah. Yeah, I'll jump in here with the first question. Yeah, well, go ahead, Amanda. Did you have something you want to say? Oh, no, I was just going to say I met Josh over drinks at AE Studio. Nice. This is one of the drawbacks of us being, you know, in different parts of the world. We miss out on the things that are happening in each person's locale. So me and Jeff, I'm in Chicago. Jeff's in Florida, Sarasota. And uh, we do definitely seem to miss out on quite a bit of fun stuff going on over there in that Venice Beach uh, microcosm of things going on. Yeah, I get the the FOMO as well. I feel like everything's happening in LA right now. And I'm based over in Lisbon, just peek behind the curtain at you guys always going out and having a great time. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's fun stuff, though. And glad, glad to play a, play a role in it with NFT LA. But I want to jump in here about First Ape, Apes Wives Club. You're crafting a project there. It's kind of about fun, but also impact. It's in the metaverse, it's it's IRL. And I just kind of want to know, how did that idea come about? What's the genesis story there? Yeah, I was talking about First Date Wife Club and how it came about. And there's, you know, a true real life version of, if you've ever seen the movie First Wife Club, that movie was a about women who had been in relationships with men and been let down and they came together to empower each other and created a business to um, you know, create um, empower a community of women and me and myself and one of my best friends, Farah Khan, who's the other founder of Spark, she was in Puerto Rico having some personal issues and I was flying out there as the best friend and through you know, wanting to get stuck into something new, we discovered the NFT world and we both got crazy about it and created a business to, you know, empower each other and, and her to know that, you know, as women and we can do things on our own and, you know, have really exciting businesses and support other people, women, men and communities to inspire them just to have a better experience. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico naming another place there where sort of interesting stuff is bubbling up with crypto, NFTs, Web3 all the time. Definitely a different environment than the uh, sort of Abbott Kitty Venice Beach thing going on. But, you know, Josh and I got to visit there together on a trip. I guess it was maybe a year and a half ago now. And it was pretty enlightening. There's really a lot of interesting stuff going on in Puerto Rico. Yeah, it's a really exciting crypto community. And we've been spending a bit of time with people out there. And, you know, there's some pretty cool things happening. No Uber Eats or no Uber, but, you know, you can still, you know, get by in life out there. Oh, we, we, there's Uber now. At least we got Uber over there. May take Uber? a little. Yeah, know. yeah. It takes a little longer. So but... I thought we were with a pretty intelligent group of people, but uh, <laughs> we weren't intelligent enough to realize that we were all calling the same Uber driver. And so that was both racking up the rates for Uber and making it, <laughs> making the trip take longer, right? So we would all book the Uber yeah. at the same time when we left the party, and we would see the Uber car that's supposed to be ours basically leave where we are, go to where everybody else was going, and then come back and then pick us up. But we paid the extra money regardless. So 
Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. The algorithm does not work on that scale very well. <laughs> There's some amusing moments from that trip with Uber, including when we had to go to a podcast and we had five Ubers cancel on us and we had to delay the podcast. But yeah, that's it was probably the same Uber five times that canceled on us. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do have a way of continuing to get money out of you in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Well, look, this is such a such an exciting project concept, Amanda. And, you know, you've had an opportunity to work with, you know, powerful female leaders in arts and entertainment for a really long time. So excited to learn more about sort of your vision of FOC at the very core. And what are some of the utilities and ownership perks that are going to be linked to your NFT collection? Yeah. OK, so first question about, you know, those powerful women. We actually plan to bring them in as ambassadors and as part of a utility for our FARC NFT holders. So we've got Oscar winners, princesses, rock royalty ambassadors, actresses, directors, people who have created some of the biggest shows on the planet. And they'll all be coming into our community to work with mentoring programs, AMAs, speak, you know, you know, if we have, you know, cool, you know, forums we want to live stream them and educate and and you know just break down the barriers that people have experienced trying to break into the entertainment world and you know on top of that the utilities that we are giving people like automatic access to as soon as they onboard with us is a bunch of lifestyle perks we've partnered with a couple of the world's leading travel companies who are very exclusive like you need to be referred membership to get into these groups one is you know we have access to over 1400 five-star hotels globally these brands include peninsula baccarat ritz carlton shangri-la virtuoso you know any city you're going to have access to our perks and the perks program at these you know hotels you know complimentary upgrades hundred dollars for food and beverage on your room while you Day, complimentary transfers in some hotels, notes and cakes from the general manager welcoming you. Like you really do feel like it's very VIP status. So not only do you get to like have access to Hollywood and that kind of thing, but you're actually going to be automatically given the perks lifestyle that those people experience through VIP connections. So we are opening that up as well as global concierge team for anything else that you might need. We're setting up ticketing programs with global promoters and I'm, you know, get to announce that, but it is with the biggest ones in the world so that we'll be able to give you quick access to, you know, the best ticketing pre-release. Like if it's like coming up and you didn't get them, but you need to get to the Rolling Stones in Paris, like we can get you those tickets last minute. So we're just sort of coming up with this perks program that is, you know, we want to rival the Black Amex of this world and but give it to people in the Web3 space. Wow, what a list. You know, that's normally like a three-year roadmap. And that's just like what you guys have coming out of the gate. And also like, you know, you get some influencers behind some of these projects. But what we're talking about here with these folks being intimately involved at the very jump is impressive. Nicole, question for you. Besides not wanting a serious case of FOMO, what got Dapper Labs excited about this project? Yeah, I mean, I think I had a pretty good access to Amanda through a friend of ours who heard about the project and introduced us. One of my personal kind of objectives in Web3 is obviously to create more of an equitable space. And that's also leaning into projects, female-led projects in particular. 
And so when I heard about Amanda and Farah and the amazing work that they're doing and that it's, you know, it's community first, there's so much utility baked into it, we really had to lean in. And so my kind of role within our ecosystem is a little bit like a crypto cupid or a matchmaker. And my my objective is to find these projects and, and help build out the resources that they need to be successful. And so for, from that kind of point on, I mean, we've been shepherding the and navigating the Web3 ecosystem together. So really excited. Yes. Yeah. yeah and of- that was like super important for us as well to find that shepherd, you know, role because in NFT space, finding legitimate and trusted professionals to work with, that was something that, you know, we really wanted because we know how important the uh, structure and longevity of our business is. So we were really lucky to fall in to play with DAFA because that's been hugely beneficial. Yeah, sounds like a match made in heaven for sure. So with such an amazing group of, of partners, as well as this the killer roadmap that you've laid out, as well as just core functionality, what, when you think of your vision, your impact that you want to have on Web3, on the metaverse, like, how do you think about that? Like, how, how far reaching do you want what you're doing to go? I mean, I think bridging the gap between Web3 and a wider community is something that we really want to help you know break down those barriers because one thing that a lot of people listen to is Hollywood and entertainment and that usually can help impact the wider community so using that but also you know obviously like diving into this community idea which to me as a company is like hugely beautiful and valuable to be able to have a community of people that you can really help you know further their careers you know, further their experiences in life, give them, you know, good guidance and create a brand that's fun and everyone's having fun at the same time. So it's sort of like an everyone wins kind of business and commute for the community too. Yeah, I would just build on that to say, like, I really think that this is driving empowerment and carving out a space. Web3 can be so echo chambery. It can be so kind of exclusive. It can be so nuanced. And the way that Falk is looking at the Web3 world is through kind of the lens of an experience, a little bit more levity and lighthearted. And it's about being kind of tongue in cheek and, you know, off the cuff. And I don't think that that's an audience that has really been spoken to too much and especially kind of through the female lens. So I really think it opens it up to a wider audience and shows that it doesn't have to be like complex. You know, one of the things we really work on is user experience and accessibility. So making it, you know, breaking down those barriers and and through that empowerment, it's access to the incredible resources and benefits of FOC. But it's also a Web3 in technology, right? Like this is the direction we're going. And this is a conduit and a vehicle to get more people involved in that story. There's something to the this formula of fun, familiarity, and ease of use, right? And like Dapper with, with Top Shot, I think nailed that day one, basically, of this iteration of NFTs in August 2020, whatever, when I bought my first you know, pack, when they dropped that, those moments, right? And I think that you're carrying that forward. And it's just like a whole other level, right, Amanda, that, that you're working on here and you're really taking it to the next level. And I've really been surprised at how few projects really do genuinely bring that together in an authentic way, given, you know, it's been a couple of years now since we've, you know, opened this next, you know, tranche of companies and development in the NFT and Web3 space. And so it's exciting to hear about your plans here that really bring these things together. It's so evident how authentic it is. And also given your resources to to tap into, like all those relationships. Yeah, years of amazing. being the hookup girl, I guess, to make a business out of it. <laughs> there it is, right? Yeah. So, so cool to see those elements yeah. come together. 
Yeah, and one other thing, just touching on the uh, NBA top shot and usability there, like that was one of the things that really drove us to Dapper and we have that same Dapper wallet set up. So we're really excited to be able to offer that to our community and people who are breaking in because like, you know, being able to just have an email address and a credit card is super, super excellent for some of the ladies out there that want to join the Web3 community. 100%. Yeah, it's great. And, and it's clear, you know, I, I think there's some some sort of, value-based words that have jumped in here and there, you know, user experience and usability and things like this and inclusion, I'm sure is is part of what we're talking about here. But is there anything specific that you guys outline when you think about core values or a message that that you feel is core to what you're doing with Vok? Um, I think, yeah, like female empowerment is one of them, but empowerment in general, I think the community because and also being able to have fun at the same time like you know we want to do great things but we want to have a good time doing it and i think that's something and you know inclusivity around the globe and making sure that everybody can sort of have a have an experience it's not this experience is not going to be just one percent of our members this experience is going to be available to 100 percent of our members you know and their friends yeah empowerment i resonate with that as well and i think like like you said, in general, I think as we embark into this creative community that we believe is kind of the next phase of what's going on, the sort of creator economy, it's going to take these messages getting to people where it kind of awakens the empowerment of who they are outside of what they're, they've been told they should be, right? And I think that projects like this really speaks speak to that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So September 2022 is when this collection drops. How's that going to work? Okay, so as you know, the market is continually changing. So at FAF, we ride the wave, but we are going to do a whitelist VIP launch in Ibiza at the Six Senses on September 12th. We're going to go live from there with Party. We expect we're partnering with Project Zero Climate Change Group. So we've you know, we've got some ambassadors from them like Kate Moss and Pixie Geldof coming out to Six Senses and, you know, it should be a good old time. And we'd love to update everybody from there. Hopefully on our social channels, we can, you know, throw some live footage up and, you know, get a little bit of fun happening and excitement around the brand and, you know, in the media and anywhere else that we can. And then do sort of like a little VIP kind of whitelisting thing and, do the main drop when that's sort of ready to go. But I mean, Nicole, what do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, to your point, ride the wave. I think it's going to be really great to have the event in Ibiza. Also, Loki, I've never been so very excited about being able to be there in the flesh. Yeah. And in terms of dates, yeah, like I think we're aiming for end of September mint and we'll just take it from there. Super cool. And so you, you alluded to this before, but the animated film and series from Fandomoto right? That's on the roadmap too. How far along are you? Like, what can you tell us about that? That sounds like a really cool element of this entire project. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously coming from the entertainment background, we had, you know, we, that was an automatic kind of inclusion to come up with something like that. And Anthony Khan, who's one of our co-founders and owns Fandomoto, which I'm also a partner at, he is, he's got a very extensive experience in leading digital in the entertainment world. He ran the digital at Relativity Media back when that was a big deal. And he also made the first web series for Disney. He's ran some of the biggest brands in the world at CAA, so like Marvel and Coca-Cola and things like that. So 
bridging the gap of digital and entertainment is like hugely in his wheelhouse. And, you know, we're looking to attach some A-list voices and things like that from our um, network to bring these APYs to life. But definitely is a uh, development in progress we hope to update on soon. Got it. No trailer being released uh, this week necessarily, but but, but keep an well, eye we're out. Still fi- yeah, we're still finalizing a lot of like things just for the design because we keep going and you know, getting our wives ready for launch, but the development process is underway. But yeah, animation is yet to come because we have to fine tune a few things first. Exciting stuff. Yeah. So uh, what else uh, can you share that that might be next on the roadmap for Falk? What you got cooking? Anything you can share? Anything you're not supposed to share? You can tell us. <laughs> um, well, I know, I know we've definitely got some parties in the works because that's part of our brand. We will have our first bark house in Lake Tahoe later in the year. We've got this, you know, really amazing property there for a few days, and that is, you know, re- you know regularly rented by likes of Justin Timberlake and lots of Hollywood people. It's on the water. We also have like a boat, you know, to get everyone together and do workshops, have a launch. We invite some of our community out, you know, invite some of the other NFT community leaders out to try and sort of, you know, develop things together. You know, we want to see what everyone's up to. We really want to like dive into being on forefront of the trends that are happening for Metaverse as they happen. So we really want to keep working with all the other founders out there to, you know, keep ahead of the curve and, you know, keep our community, you know, community updated and our technologies, you know, moving a good rate so that we, you know, provide everything everyone wants once we get to the metaverse. And then I think you alluded to this, but March 20th to the 23rd, you're going to have this incredible party in LA, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, when, uh, <laughs> is that NFCLA? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what yeah. Dapper will be oh, there. And AE like, is going to be there and all the celebs are going to be there. So that's a good Hawk is going to be there in a big way. It's amazing. It's going to be great. We'll bring our celebrities. Yeah, we'll bring ours. You bring yours. Dapper's got a few. We're going to um, hopefully go large at Art Basel with Dapper as well. You know, there's a lot going on out there. And I know it's a you know big celebration time. We will be through, I think, the hard part of the market and it'll be a good time to celebrate. So I hope to um, get everybody into a big party out there. So we're just sort of starting to think about that now. But, you know, I expect us for sure. That's great. That's great. Super excited. I'd love to ask both of you sort of as you look at you know, the industry and, and sort of how you came up with this concept, what's been inspiring to you all? Obviously, NBA Top Shots, right? And World of Women, we just had the co-founders on the show. I think they've done a lot. I'd love to get your perspective on what else has inspired you along the way. Yeah, happy I to mean, jump in there. We've been really closely tracking Aku and Micah Johnson's journey and just like love how it's so community-based. It's about you know, casting wider net. It's about speaking to all audiences and his story is so well built and ever evolving and it's so community focused. And I think that's been a really great red thread for us. So a huge shout out to the work that he's doing there. And then I think internally, we've been working on projects as well that have quite a bit of synergy. So one of them that is coming to Dapper Labs right now is called Seeds of Happiness. And the mission is really, you know, It's like art for purpose. It's spreading happiness through art, but it's about kind of experiences, interactivity, on and off chain, charitable giving. And so all of these components, and it's what I call the kind of like the alchemy 
of a successful NFT project have really been kind of coming full circle and of course bouncing off what we're doing at Falk and that's super, super exciting and inspiring as well. That's cool. Amanda, anything to add there? Oh uh, no, I um I definitely take Nicole's advice on on these projects. <laughs> But of course, we've been looking at, you know, female led projects across, you know, a BFF yeah. and World of Women and, you know, all those great things. There's there's so much going on in the ecosystem right now. It's I think it's still a very exciting I'm excited time to see what's to come like as well, because I feel like there's been such a shift in what people want since the um, the market change. And I just feel like it's there's a major shift happening in what's about to be released. And I'm excited to see all these projects come out because I think there's going to be more purpose. There's going to be more utility. There's going to be more structure. There's going to be more professionality. Like, so I'm really excited about this next yeah. phase coming out. Me too. You know, I've got to say, I've never been more excited about this industry. So like this quote shift to me, you know, we get hundreds of requests to be on the show every day and these people have been building, right? So it's so interesting, you know, what mainstream America thinks about the space. And then you hear announcements like, you know, the big one that Dapper Labs is partnering with Meta. And you just realize this is just beginning. This is absolutely just beginning. And the utility is just sort of growing. And it's, you know, we should feel a little pressure to be innovative, right? Like, I think that's healthy for any burgeoning industry. Well, it's going to make the industry better and going to like make the uh, user experience and, and what the offering is a lot better. So it's better for the end consumer, which is what we hope to like give that experience over to our community. Like they're the people that we're working hard for. Listeners buckle up and get ready because it's coming directly to you here in a matter of a couple of months. So super exciting. So let's shift gears a little bit, guys. Let's talk a little bit about uh, your personal perspective on some questions. Hey there, NFT space cadet. Let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice Beach, LA. Let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion, art, and food there. It's a thriving software dev, data science, and design studio known as AE Studio where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com, it's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle, to award-winning brain-computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white-label marketplace, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. Now, for all you DGENs who strive to shed the cummerbund and pearls, comes a jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring partnership not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe. It's called Edge of AE Studio and you can find out all about it at edgeofae.com. That's right, this full-service, soup-to-nuts, end-to-end, whole-enchilada NFT service can help you, yes, you, Randy, launch your NFT project. Edge of NFT and AE Studio have come together like Voltron to get your project in gear so you can hightail it straight to the moon, stardom, and maybe even your own private yacht. Go to edgeofae.com to find out more. That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale and model of yacht, as well as weather scale model of yacht or actual yacht. 
We like to call these edge quick hitters. It's basically just a fun and quick way for us to get to know you a little bit better. There's 10 questions. We're looking for short, a single word or few word responses, but we'll dive in a little deeper here or there. Are you two ready for this? Can we go one at a time or? Let's yes. just like both go. Like you go and then I'll go. <laughs> just say it at you the same time. No, I'll, uh, yeah. we'll switch you up halfway through. Okay. We'll start with Nicole. Yeah. Nicole. Question number one, what's the first thing you remember ever purchasing in your life? Hogs. Oh, nice. Do you still have uh, some in a box somewhere in the house? Or? I really hope I do, but I feel like <laughs> somewhere. Have that. Yeah, I don't know where the box is. <laughs> right on. Amanda, how about you? I think it was like hay and molasses. That's the first thing. I was very young. I had a little tiny horn. <laughs> oh, nice. That's cool. I say, like, I was like, why not? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Question number two, Nicole, what's the first thing you remember ever selling in your life? Like pet sitting services. Like I had like little business cards. My grandparents made me and I like it never did it. Like it never materialized, but I like went around trying to sell pet sitting. Dude, that's cool. Business cards, sophisticated. Again, I hope I hope you have Thank some of those laying around. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Amanda, how about you? I embarrassingly used to crochet squares and sell them to my neighbors. Solid. Like little blankets. Yeah, that's super solid. <laughs> <laughs> or knit them if you prefer. Yeah. Question number three. Nicole, what is the most recent thing you purchased? Plane tickets for my brother and sister-in-law's wedding. Exciting. Any uh, any place uh, fun? London. Hey, that sounds fun. Amanda, how about you? Today, I've purchased coffee and coffee. That's <laughs> it. Coffee, 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 coffee. Important <laughs> Not even lunch yet. No lunch break. <laughs> I've got my bulletproof coffee shake in front of me, so <laughs> I hear that. Rock and roll. Question number four, Nicole. What's the most recent thing you sold? Okay, this is it's called very bad beads. They are made badly and they say bad things. So I have one. I don't know if you're gonna have to blur it. No, it's oh, afterwards. Nice. You're good. You're good. <laughs> That's awesome. Very bad beads. Shout out very bad beads. Uh Amanda, how about you? I would like to say eight, but we're not there yet. But I most recent thing I sold was probably, I mean, I don't really sell a lot of things, but I, you know, sell my time sometimes. Super valuable. <laughs> in a very professional manner. In a very professional manner. Yeah, that's for sure. Right on. Uh, Nicole, question five. What is your most prized possession? It's a sculpture my mom made. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, I, is, care to tell us what it, uh, the sculpture is? or Like a woman figurine that lived in our garden for 30 years and she's like missing body parts but it's like it lives in my library now that's very cool (laughs) amanda how about you it's my dog i have a little dog called cj so he's everything little cj is cj at your feet right now or in your lap or no yeah did i meet him at the studio i'm trying to remember i think i did right yes the second time yeah he came yeah he's a celebrity you'll you'll all get to meet him amazing he's 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 having a nap right now oh Little guy. Amanda, we're going to switch to you now. Question number six. If you could buy anything in the world, digital, physical, service, and experience that's currently for sale, what would it be? What do you have your eye on? Well, because I'm such a community type gal, I want to get Spark Private Jet because basically with our hookup service, we've got everything that you want, but we don't have that. So I want to get one for our community. Oh my. All right. This is getting... <laughs> This is getting awesome. Very low goals, but low goals. <laughs> I always love look at least looking up like private plane and jet like costs, right? Like I just went to Canada and I had to make a just a short flight to go visit a friend. The drive seemed like it was going to be like outrageous, right? And 
it's like, oh, are there any private? There is a little airport there. Are there any private planes that go there? I was surprised at how inexpensive it would have been. Now, but it was, was too expensive for me, but not as expensive as I would have thought to get like a private plane. Wow. Uh, NFT biz has gone well for you then, hey? Right? <laughs> Dude, the story of like Jesse Itzler's like, you know, founding a marquee jet. If you haven't like learned about that, that's it's a pretty cool story if you ever hear him tell it. So check that out. Well, if uh, anyone's been flying lately, they'll agree with me on this because I don't know, everyone's been flying lately, right? Has everyone got a horror story? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. It's it's brutal. My girlfriend got stranded in Arizona for 24 hours without her luggage in 116 degree weather. Rough. Nicole, let's kick it over to you. If you could buy anything in the world, digital, physical service or an experience, what would it be? This is like a hard one for me because I wanted to say like, you know, something philanthropic, but it's not necessarily up for sale. We have to land on a pickle factory so we can relish and all that fuck life. But I also really <laughs> like pickles. So. Nice. Pickle bags. So yeah, we have pickle bags. Nice. (laughs) Love it. Okay. Amanda, question number seven. If you could pass on one of your personality traits to the next generation, what would it be? Having no limit in my way of thinking, because I think a lot of people put limiting beliefs on things. And if you could just like take that away and people could believe they could do anything, I think they, you know, like they do have a lot more to do and yeah, more fulfilling life. Right on. They can be like that. Absolutely. Nicole, how about you? I was going to say wanderlust, like traveling, but I guess like to Amanda's point, it's also kind of like that mental wanderlust to keep exploring. Mm-hmm. Manifest anything sort of style. Love it. Question eight, flip side of that. If you could eliminate one of your personality traits from the next generation, Amanda, what would that be? <laughs> I would like pass that question off to five of my best friends. <laughs> Sometimes I think too much. And jump to conclusions. So maybe I have to get better at that because then it's called anxiety. So I work on that like all the time. Got it. Yeah. What do you mean by that when you say jump? You know, to- like I get- no, I'm just kidding. I'm, well, okay, I'm like, like playing just- around with the concept <laughs> of jumping to conclusions. So it's no, a you subtle know, when joke. You just think like <laughs> Like nothing's happening, but you think about five things that could happen. Oh, yeah, totally. Probably won't happen. It's like, don't think like that. It's it's hell. Yeah. I I would love to make a joke about like the jump to conclusions map from Office Space, you know, that movie. I don't Uh, know. There's nothing there for me right now. I can't (laughs) can't do it. I don't know. Nicole, what do you got? What would you eliminate? I have like foot and mouth syndrome. So I'll say Mm. the the absolute worst thing at the wrong time. So (laughs) there it is. All right. Question number nine, Amanda, what did you do just before joining us on the podcast? Well, I mean, I've been on business calls. So I was actually on a very interesting call with um, a sustainability expert, John Picard, which was a lot of interesting information. But that was just, it's been a business day. It's definitely a work day today. Getting it done. Nicole, how about you? Yeah, today feels a little bit like a Monday. It's like full on. I actually did have, I got out of the office for lunch. I had a lunch with the family. That was really nice. Oh. Super nice. Very cool. Amanda, last one. Question 10. What are you going to do next after the podcast? Well, in all fuck behavior, I was hoping to get down to a studios for tequila shots, but I'm still waiting to hear from them. But if not, I'll go to a soul cycle class and behave myself. We were going to do Zoom tequila shots afterwards. I thought that was the, yeah. Yeah. That works. Yeah, we can do that. I got to go get the tequila. <laughs> Don't have to worry about driving home. That's nice. Uh, yeah, just I'm in Wisconsin right now, and there's like a lake in front of me. So I'll probably just look at the lake, chill out. There it is. Run. is it warm enough to go in the lake? I haven't tried. I got here last night, but it is hot. Okay. I'm like, it's like humid. There's heat. Oh, wow. There's mosquitoes. 
you know, ah, but it's beautiful. It. It's beautiful. Yeah, understood. Okay, looks like we've got a little bonus question. Who threw that one in there? The, that, the... That, was, that was me. It came up just to, to put you on the spot, Amanda. Not a very difficult question, but what I'm really curious about, of all the attributes of your first wives, what is your favorite one that you've created and why? Mm. Well, I really love, one of them has this, well, a few of them hopefully will have this pattern that has eight shit written on it. And I really love that because, you know, um, people always say that women go crazy. And I think it's just like they go a little bit ape shit. And I just thought we should have a bit of fun with how crazy we can be but i really love the ape shit hat and i also like the ones that smoke weed because you know we live in california and you know we promote that kind of thing nicole yeah those are great nicole do you have a favorite it's actually the ape shit hat i had one but i gave it to i don't know if you guys know you know mickey i gave it to mickey i I have none i have none left mickey has the only ape shit hat there you go But it uh, is, nice. that's, that's going to be a favor on the merch on the merch marketplace coming to you. <laughs> clearly, clearly, amazing. All right, <laughs> I'll y'all, get hey, them that, over to your office. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, when they come out, please put us on the list. Hey guys, so that's Edge Quick Hitters. Thanks so much for sharing with us. We appreciate it. Lots of fun. Ethan, uh, word on the streets. We got a pretty special hot topic for today, huh? Yes, we do. So today's uh, hot topic to launch here centers on the magic happening at leveling up heroes and nft project on a mission to build the next generation of entrepreneurs the project is the brainchild of renowned entrepreneur podcaster fellow podcaster and investor eric sue who was able to raise single grain an seo agency he bought for two dollars into a powerhouse virtually in every marketing sector eric found that applying a gaming mindset and skills to real life makes the process much more enjoyable so he created leveling up heroes eric he's just jumped on here on camera and you can pop off your mute and get on audio and uh let's say hi how's it going eric good grateful to be here thanks for having me and thanks for the the nice intro i guess my team wrote that so it makes me blush but yeah glad glad to be here yeah it's it's great to connect again man and it's been cool learning about you know your journey shout out to zach for connecting us and Tell us a little bit about what you've been up to in the space. And today's been all about real utility in the industry and, and sort of building projects to last. And, and certainly you've demonstrated that with your your podcast. And so would love to know more about the project and, and what inspired it. Yeah, totally. So Leveling Up Heroes, the primary mission is to train and invest in the next generation of entrepreneurs. So you think about Y Combinator, they're an accelerator. They obviously help, you know, Stripes, the Stripes of the world, the Dropboxes of the world. Actually, a couple months ago, the story is I was at an investors conference called uh, Capital Camp and I was talking to a guy and he started this company called Entrepreneurs First. This is about 10 years ago. He's actually based in the UK. And he was, what they do is they actually focus on putting entrepreneurs into a boot camp for about three months or so. And then they pair them with the co-founder afterwards. And as of right now, their portfolio is worth about $10 billion or so. And um, I do believe there needs to be more accelerators um, like this. I believe, I think we're all entrepreneurs here. Everything around the room that you see is, is made by entrepreneurs or driven by the vision of them. And so that's kind of the, the the mission behind it. And you know, we my background's in online education and we actually have people on the team that have worked in online education. It's like, it makes a lot of sense to just do that. And it's just going to be a, a free bit. Nice, man. Yeah, we've seen that. We've seen that trend a bit now. And you know, we love that perspective, uh, really building value, really getting people involved. It's really about building community and making it easy for folks to get in 
and to participate. Talk to us a little bit more about like the mission here and like why that's so important to you. I mean, we've seen tons of your content. I mean, you live and breathe this stuff, man, but like, you know, talk to us about that mission and how you articulate it as part of this particular project. Yeah. So I fundamentally, like I love learning and I love teaching. So if you're to on my tombstone, I just want to be like, this guy was a good teacher. That's what excites me. That's my drug. Like I love throwing these events and we can talk about that later, but, and, and these dinners, too. I just love people seeing people connect and the magic that happens from it. It's just, everything's built on top of uh, relationships. And I, you know, obviously if you're going to build wealth at the end of the day, like you, you own equity. And I'm sorry, I keep trying to turn these notifications off, but they're not coming off, but you own equity or you own a piece of a business. That's how you build wealth. And I want more people to understand that because I do believe it's not a zero sum game and it's just leveling up your habits first and you level up kind of your knowledge. And then we can all, it's not like people are smarter than anybody else. Like, I don't, like, I don't think like some of these billionaires are necessarily smarter. It's just like, they've played the game better. And there's some things that they know that most people just don't know. So, yeah, man. And how, when you think about reach, right? Like, so one of the coolest things, and I, I say frequently is like, it feels like now more than ever in history, like opportunity is at folks' fingertips worldwide, regardless of resources. And in often cases, it's about, you know, awareness, some time and effort to learn and build knowledge. But now more than ever, it feels like we're in that spot. So as you think about it, you know, through that lens, how do you envision reaching, you know, these people? How do you find these people in places where maybe they're not necessarily aware these kind of resources are there? I mean, how do you build that awareness? Yeah, that's a great question. There's a saying, the teacher will appear when the student is ready. And I think through our, so our, there's a handful of podcasts that I do. Um, so marking school and leveling up, those get about 2.1 million downloads a month c- combined. And I just started a new one called Creators of Web3. Podcasts are great. I mean, I, I was just looking at my LinkedIn stats today, like, you know, million impressions in the last month, right? There's like all these games. There's always like a new social platform that comes out. You have to learn how to play the game. But I do believe like we'll reach the right people if we need to. And it's really about consistency at the end of the day, because when I look at marketing school, I've been doing that podcast for five years and I've, I've been podcasting for like 10 years now. And it's just like someone that anybody that's built like a great business, they've just stayed consistent with it and they don't get all distracted. But in the very beginning, we get all distracted. We want to try all the new things. But eventually, like you just keep compounding. Like I have a bust of Warren Buffett over there. It reminds me to not be an idiot and to just think long term. And, uh, you know, uh, most of the time he keeps me on track. Or remember that we are idiots, right? I feel I feel like Warren <laughs> Buffett is uh, is notorious for for saying like it's actually when your IQ is reaches a certain level when it's dangerous when you think that you're smart, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, Eric. You know, I think you went to NFTLA. We we planned that thing in in, in pretty record time for the size of the event. It was amazing. But, but but we wanted to do more, especially on the social impact and the education front, which is two areas that we're doubling down and. We're sort of exploring ways to sort of get some education in the mix for for teens and for even principals, because, you know, you get the principals excited about Web3 and then amazing things can happen. It's a real multiplier effect. So we should definitely talk about that. And I'll connect you to the guys that want to do something there. But yeah, I'm detecting detecting maybe there's going to be a PO app created for perfect attendance, you know, this year at one of these schools we engage with. Yeah, it, it's definitely possible. You know, both your project and and what you know Amanda is working on really personifies to me the opportunity to sort of break down barriers and to create more opportunities for for people in the space. So I'm just really excited, man. Is there anything else about your roadmap that you wanted to sort of share with us? Yeah, actually, Josh, I, I can add something that is similar to what you and Ethan were just talking about with talking about incentives, right? And, and so. 
One thing we're doing at, at, at my company right now is people fill out their time tracking sheet or their employee engagement survey on time on Fridays. They actually get paid out $5 in Solana. And that's actually driven employee engagement rates up by 200% on one app and about 40% on another one, right? So talk about PO apps, talking about incentives. It's just like, there's so many different things that we can do. That's obviously not related to leveling up heroes, but the free mint's coming on the 16th of August. And there's going to be 12,345 unique heroes that are all tied to gaming history. Cool. Any uh, Now, are these heroes, are they gender identified or are they sort of gender amorphous? They're all gender identified. So there's 30 characters. So then you have male, female. So you have 60 of them. And then there's so many different traits. So cool. All right. So Amanda, seems like some female heroes, you can snag them and it's a free mint. So even better, right? Uh, Eric, I don't know if you caught the word, but there's going to be a big launch party for Bach in Ibiza. If, uh, you know, of course, we're all busy, but, you know, get your jet over there. uh, When is that happening? September 12th is the deal. And uh, Kate Moss is, I think, I think I heard Kate Moss might be there and some other cool folks. Wow. It sounds, I I just came back from Spain, but hey, I'm, I'm down, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. There's the Web3 spirit. yeah, Kate Moss, I think, picked the Geldof and some other people coming out from London. So, yeah, we'd love to have you out there if you've got time to make it. I'm Hey, I'm down for it. It's an excuse to come back. So thank you for the invite, Amanda. Thanks for bringing it up, Josh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just love the, the theme of two projects trying to educate the masses and break down walls. So I'm glad you guys could both be on the same show. Yeah, thanks for having us. Um, Amanda, I'll add you on LinkedIn right now. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I'm trying to keep up with LinkedIn and Twitter and all these things. I was just usually just on Instagram with my entertainment friends, but I've got to get a little bit more savvy. So I've been yeah, spending a bit more time over there. <laughs> I think LinkedIn and Twitter are perfectly fine. Too much stuff. And Eric, we appreciate your time, brother. Before, Before we, we let you go, I just wanted to... Oh, sorry, Ethan, you got something there, buddy? I was just going to... You know, I just wanted to roll in because I'm. You know, we're such big fans of podcasting. And since we have Eric here and he's been podcasting for so long and, and had such, such success with it, you know, a little bit into that topic for our listeners' benefit. Can you just tell people sort of the really interesting benefits you've seen in podcasting? They're kind of counterintuitive, right? Like from your experience, what are you finding that's that's really people should know about, but they don't. I'll give an example. I mean, I mean, as a marketer, well, I'll just say it's the hardest channel to grow by far, but it's the most rewarding in my opinion. The relationships that you build are deep because you're basically building relationships at scale. So like a, a week ago, I, I was holding the door for, for someone and then the guy's like, are you Eric from marketing school? I was like, what the hell? Like, And then right, right behind was another guy, right? And I'm just like, not that I'm famous or anything, but it's just like, you build these bonds and you very quickly, like you skip the formalities and you're just like friends. And so I just think that's really powerful. And so- and plus, the other thing I'll say as a market that's exciting to me is the when you're watching a YouTube video, you can easily get distracted, but your retention on the podcast is much higher because they're they're really usually just like working out or like they're they're driving or something. So yeah, it's it's been a fun format. You know, people ask, you know, why didn't we do Clubhouse or Twitter Spaces? And you know, we are coming up with the NFTLA Twitter Spaces concept that will launch really soon. But we just love podcasting for its purity in the sort of ability to sort of go deep with a guest and and sort of you know the format there's so many awesome things about podcasting and it can live online for a long time too it's like episodes you know we can go back and we can listen to them they're like you know they're good like library of information oh yeah like providing yeah yeah we like oftentimes we give people recommendations like flights of podcasts like i met um, the head of a, a fashion school. And I, well, here's the six podcasts we did on fashion. And she's like, perfect. So a lot of Bennies there. 
I was just going to say, yeah, it, it lives it lives online for a long time. And we've seen, you know, some of our earliest episodes continue to rack up views, which is just interesting to us uh, how far people reach back. Some of these guests and topics that we discuss. So, yeah, very, very cool. Josh, you had something else? No, nope, you go for it, Matt. No, nope. we're just going to just want to give Eric an opportunity to, to let folks know where they can go to follow, uh, to follow you, to follow the project, anybody that doesn't know. Let's let them know where to hit, where to go. Yeah, totally. Again, appreciate the opportunity here. Nice meeting everyone, but follow Leveling Up NFT on Twitter. You can follow me, Eric O-S-I-U on Twitter. Beautiful. And then just last piece, we will be doing a fun giveaway. So Eric, I guess it's, uh, uh, you want to give a little background on giveaway that we structured? Yeah, I was talking to Ethan pre-show. Um, I believe it's going to be a contest. So Ethan, you look like you want to talk. Go for it. Yeah, we got something written down here, 200 to 400 AL for the audience with a unique pre-mint link just for Edge of NFT listeners. And the way that we'll implement that is we'll put out a contest like we typically do on our socials. People could keep an eye out there for the deets on you know how to earn those things by following or whatever we come up with together. So, so that's where we're at with that. Beautiful. All right. Amazing. Eric, Sue, leveling up heroes. Dude, thanks so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. Bye. See Talk you, soon. Okay. So you know, we do have this other hot topic that is relevant. We wanted to, to touch on it. Do we want to... Yeah, let's hit it. Let's roll in there. One. That sounds good. Well, there's this platform that is not new, but has a new name called Meta and has teamed with Coinbase and Dapper Labs now. This is like in the speak as of today. I don't know, actually, maybe it was even before today, but we've been hearing about the buzz. They've been partnered with Coinbase and Dapper Labs for NFTs on Instagram. And so they're, they're rolling out the NFT integration on the Instagram to more than 100 countries across Africa, Asia Pacific, the Middle East, and the Americas. Also announced it will support wallet connections with Coinbase Wallet and uh, Coin and Dapper Labs and NBA Top Shot. And so this is a big deal. And you know, it's a little bit of an overlap with what we're talking about today and the people who are involved. Yeah, it's a it's a really big deal. And we did not plan this, by the way. This news just dropped like five hours ago. I think there's a couple key parts of this that I think are, are interesting. One, users are going to have the ability to post these collectibles that are minted on Flow according to the release and connect their digital wallet to share the digital collectibles. And also, I think Meta is trying to be more inclusive, as we know, and, and sort of be authentic to the space. So it's going to, Instagram is going to be compatible with actually five different wallets, Rainbow, MetaMask, Trust, the Coinbase wallet, and the Dapper wallet. So that's great. It's great to see them thinking big in terms of compatibility and interoperability. And, and I think this is a move in the right direction for them. Nicole, can is there anything you can say about this besides the fact that you're excited as well? Yeah, super excited. I mean, it's it's huge, right? Like it's a it's a really great sign that we're getting this mass adoption of Web3, especially rolling out through these platforms that we're so familiar with. And it means that, you know, FOC holders will be able to kind of share their assets. From their dapper wallet so kind of any asset that's within the dapper wallet would be able to be displayed in the viewers and kind of like verified in that space we're really excited about it it's it's kind of a it's a big deal it's been a long time coming and you know like a lot of groundwork underway to to pave that space but yeah super excited it, it feels very bold you know i feel you know when we've been hearing about what's going on with meta the change of the name to meta it felt like it was a bold move, but it didn't feel as bold into going into the Web3 and the crypto space as this kind of thing is. And to be honest, you know, it's uh, it feels authentic. There's an authenticity to like the decisions of, you know, what to do and who to partner with and stuff that feels refreshing. It reminds me of just when we were in Davos and, you know, hearing about 
reps from Facebook, you know, hanging out at I think it was like the polka dot house and talking you know, deeply about crypto and and NFTs and things like that and really listening to what's going on and the movements that are happening. So yeah, fascinating step. Yeah, I just say, man, people are always like down on like, you know, Facebook now meta trying to to make moves in in web three. And I just say guys like you're you're like missing the big picture here. This is about trying to create adoption for people and bring folks that really have no relationship with Web3 right now into the space. This is a massive company with an amazing technical, you know, depth of talent. And the users over there on Instagram and Facebook are everyday people. Like they're there, right? It's going to move the space forward with 100% certainty. And uh, and I just feel like uh, it's very narrow thinking, right? Like these, these folks, oh, they're Web2, this and that. No, dude, they just named their company Meta. They are going to drive it forward. There's 100% certainty they're going to do that. This is a reflection of that. And this is really just the beginning, I'm sure. So, you know, I just, I just wish more people were more optimistic about the impact that Meta can have on the space and not just look at, oh, how it can go sideways, you know? So this is yeah. just a great indication of how good things can come. It's also a big move for Instagram. I mean, we've seen Snapchat really take a tumble for not being as innovative as TikTok. And, you know, it's been cool to see Instagram sort of step up to the plate as a big company and be innovative. And I think this is a big move for them saying, don't forget about us. We're still here. You know, there's people that love TikTok, but Instagram is a very different use case, a very different utility than TikTok. And it has a lot of deep fans in the space. Every time and I go- content, a lot of good content lives there. So people are not going to get rid of it. They just love their content so much. Yeah. Like when I talk to creators in LA, they're immediately, let's connect. What's your Instagram? It's not what's your Twitter, what's your email. What's your TikTok? It's it's what's your Instagram? So Instagram is still relevant in this community, and this is a big move. Sorry, Nicole. Think, it looks like you want to. Yeah, say no, something. I'm a hundred percent aligned with that. I think that's resonates so true. Like, if you're in Web three community, people are like, "What's your Twitter handle?" Right? Like, outside Web two is like very much like, "What's your Instagram handle?" Like, I don't need your phone number necessarily yet. We're not there, and this is just really demonstrating there is going to be mainstream adoption of this. And I think you're going to start seeing like your friends that were potentially like NFT holders that weren't necessarily talking about it at dinner parties because they didn't want you to like change seats. And now they're going to want a Dapper wallet and an Instagram post. They're going to want it, you know? Right. You're going to want to like, you're going to start seeing your friends flex and then you're going to want to be part of that kind of movement. Oh, I'm in that art community. Check out my Instagram post. (laughs) Yeah. So I think it's huge. It's a, it's a big step towards mainstream adoption. Exciting stuff. Wow. What a great show. This has been a ton of fun. Yeah, uh, big time. Yeah, big time. Before we wrap, though, I think we do got to give a little love to some of our, our listeners, which we like to do every episode. Ethan, you want to give a little shout out? Yeah, for sure. Queued up for today. You know, we, we had, uh, we represented them with a YouTube video or two doing some collabs and and they made a guest appearance on, on a show that we did live uh, from during NFT NYC. Uh, we're shouting out We Dream World today for adding excitement to the NFT industry with their augmented reality app and being supportive of the space as well as our mission of building the future. So we appreciate their support online. We see them a lot on the socials and integrating with us and in real life as well. We collaborated with them on an event in NYC and they're building this app, which is pretty cool. It transports you into a virtual hybrid reality where you can showcase your NFTs in the gallery, auction them in real life. And it's a place that you can have a really, you know, immersive experience in augmented reality that, uh, that we think is pretty cool. 
You can check out more about WeDream on socials. Just look up WeDream and you can find out more at wedream.world. There it is. All right. Well, before we do wrap though, we got to make sure that our listeners know where to follow each of you as well as the projects that you're working on. Where should we send them? Oh, well, we have Twitter handle at First Ape Wives and Instagram is at First Ape Wives Club. But I mean, go to our website, firstapewivesclub.io. It'll link you through to everything and register, you know, your email if you want to hear about what we're up to or, you know, get in first, whatever the process is as we go. But yeah, keep updated yeah, via the website and all the channels linked there. Great. And you can follow me at Miss underscore Rochette on Twitter and underscore nice holes underscore at Instagram. Ah, uh, there it is. Oh, awesome. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Amanda Rules with a Z. Perfect. All right. So check it out, y'all. Big things happening from these two. So we really appreciate you sharing everything with us. We also appreciate that uh, you've been very generous and have made five uh, Falk NFTs available for our listeners through a contest. And we're going to run this giveaway. It's going to be really fun. Keep an eye out on our socials for that. And we'll note that one of those five winners who will be randomly selected will also have an elite membership to Falk. And keep an eye out. We'll talk about all the ins and outs of that and all the goodies that come along with it. That's massive, massive, massive. So we do appreciate that again. Very generous of you. Okay. Well, I think we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. So thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers to make this journey all so much better. How? Go to Spotify or iTunes right now, rate us and say something awesome. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Look us up on all major social platforms by typing edge of NFT with no spaces and start a fun conversation with us online. Lastly, be sure to tune in next time for more great NFT content. Thanks again for sharing this time with us today. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go, just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.